It is day three of Daf Chafav. We are holding Gemara and Daf Chafav Madalaf about 12 lines down and the wide lines at the double dots. The Gemara moves on in the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that we were Shalim Ne Manin Al Kodesh. In Jerusalem, Amea Oretz, people who are not particular and not knowledgeable about the laws of Tum and Tara are trusted regarding the Tara of Kodesh. Now we already said previously that from Odi'im and towards Jerusalem, we can believe Amea Oretz about the Tara status of small utensils for the purposes of use with Kodesh. So the Gemara says, Tana Abraisa has taught, what is the Mishnah adding that in Jerusalem we can believe Amea Oretz on Kodesh? Ne'emonin al-Kleicheres Gassin la Kodesh. That in Jerusalem we can trust them regarding the Tahara of large earthenware utensils that will be used for Kodesh. Certainly regarding the Tahara of small earthenware utensils, that we can already believe them because we know that anywhere from the and towards Jerusalem we can believe them for small ones but in Jerusalem we can even believe them for large utensils. The Kol Kach Lama, the Gemara says, why so much? Why were the rabbis compelled to issue such a broad leniency, permitting larger than where utensils to be purchased from Amei Oretz in Jerusalem and small ones even as far as Modi'im as we learnt over the last few days? So the Gemara explains, as we've said previously, She'ein Ostin Kivshonis Berushalayim. It's because we don't make kilns in Jerusalem. Kilns were forbidden in Jerusalem so their smoke wouldn't blacken the walls of the city. Or alternatively, according to other Roshonim, so their smoke wouldn't mingle with the smoke of the daily incense offerings. And therefore, other utensils were in very short supply. And therefore, in the Jerusalem area, there's no choice but to permit these, these utensils to be purchased from an Amaritz. Now, small other utensils are in greater demand than large ones. The small ones were needed to bring the personal libations and mincha offerings of every individual to the temple, and they were used every day to cook, to cook and eat offerings. And therefore, the rabbis extended the permit all the way to Modi'im. Large ones were needed less. They were only needed mostly by the agents of the Beis Amikdash treasury, of the temple treasury, who supplied the wine for the communal libations. And although they were also in short supply, the need was less dire, and therefore the rabbis only permitted it in Jerusalem itself. The Gemara continues with the final clause of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that that during the festivals, Pesach, Shavuos and Sukkot, Amei Aretz are trusted even regarding the Tahara of Truma. Not just Kodesh, but also Truma. So the Gemara says, Minani Mili, where do we know this? What's the biblical source for this law? Am Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Rabbi Shua ben Levi says, the Amakra, the Pasuk says in Shoftim, kol ish Yisrael ki We'll translate it in a moment. But just for context, this is a Pasuk talking about the Pilegesh Begiva, the incident in Shoftim about a concubine who was violated by evil residents from the Benjaminite town of Giva, people from the tribe of Benjamin. And when the tribe of Benjamin refused to punish the perpetrators, the other 11 tribes declared war on them. And this Pasuk describes the gathering of those 11 tribes for war on the tribe of Benjamin. Benjamin. All the men of Israel gathered to the city like one man, Chaveirim, comrades, Chaveirim. And that word Chaveirim, we know, has a double meaning. It means comrades or friends, but it also means a Chaver in contrast to an Amaretz. A Chaver means someone who is particular and knowledgeable about the laws of Tum and Tara. So you see here, Hakosav, Asan, Kulon, Chaveirim. When, all, when Jews gather together in one place, like they do on the festivals, the Torah considers them to be all Chaveirim. Not Amaretz, but Chaveirim, even those who are usually of an Amaretz status. And this is the biblical source for this law. Now the Rishonim debate what's the underlying reason for this law. So Rashi says it's so we would avoid shaming Amea Oretz when they gathered in front of their friends and in front of all the other Jewish people. We don't want to differentiate in order not to embarrass them. The Maritz Chais explains that the whole purpose of the gathering together of Jews on Yom Tov, on the Chagim, was to bind the hearts of Jews to one another and to foster love between all Jews, both Chaverim and Amea Oretz. And therefore, 
he explains that the rabbis recognized there couldn't be true comradeship if one Jew, due to his different Torah standard, couldn't break bread, couldn't eat with his friend. And therefore they eliminated that impediment by suspending their decree on Amayaretz. And that's the reason for this decree. We now move on to the next Mishnah. The Mishnah says, If a Chover merchant, someone who is trusted in the laws of Tum and Tara, knowledgeable about them, he opens his barrel of wine or begins selling a new batch of his dough in Jerusalem on the festival. And some of it remains after the festival. Now we've just said that Amir Oretz during the festivals are are trusted in the laws of Tum and Tara for Kodesh, for Truma, for everything. So he's opened his barrel and he's going to be selling it. So everyone's going to be touching it, both Chaverim and Amir Oretz are going to be touching this produce. But during the festival, the laws of Tumah are suspended for Amir Oretz. So we don't have to worry about it during the festival. But the question is, what about after the festival? After the festival, should we retroactively consider this produce, this barrel, to be Tameh? Because the Amir Oretz, they touched it during the festival. And after the festival, there's no longer a permit to trust them on their Tumah status. So this is a question that's debated in the Mishnah. Rabbi Huda Omer Yigmar. Rabbi Huda says he's allowed to finish selling it after the festival. He can carry on selling it, even though the Amayorites have touched it. Rabbi Huda says, look, although it's Tomei now, because the permit for Tumah of Amayorites doesn't apply after the festival, but if we don't allow him to sell it, he wouldn't start selling it in the first place. Therefore, we have to allow him to continue selling it until he finishes selling the barrel or the batch of dough. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't open the new barrel during the festival and we prevent people from being able to get hold of food and other things during the festivals. The Well, the Chachamim say, look, I don't care that he wouldn't, other, he maybe otherwise wouldn't sell it. The fact is, this is Tomei. It wasn't declared Tomei during the festival because the Amir Oretz, we believe them about Tumah during the festival because that decree is waived during the festivals. But after the festival, it returns to, or it becomes Tomei immediately and he cannot finish selling the rest of the contents of the barrel or the rest of the dough. So this is the Machlokas Rabbi Huda and the Chacham. Rabbi Huda says, Yigmar is allowed to finish selling what he started even though it's Tomei, while the Chachamim say he's not allowed to finish selling it because now it's Tomei, it retroactively becomes Tomei after the festival and he's not allowed to continue selling it. The Gemara says, Yosef Rabbi Ami Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha Akira the Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha. Rabbi Ami Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha was sitting and chatting on Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha's porch. Pasach Adva one of them began the discussion and said, The Chachamim, the sages who argued Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah, they say that you're not allowed, Lo you're not allowed to finish selling it. But do they hold you're not allowed to finish selling it ever? Or can you leave it till the next festival? Can this chaver leave this produce, this barrel, this dough till the next festival and then sell it? He might not be able to sell it immediately, but maybe the Chachamim, when they say lo yigmar, he cannot finish selling it, maybe they mean just immediately, but actually he can wait till the next festival and then the permit comes back into play again and we trust Amir Oretz. And at that point, the fact that they touched it on the last festival, maybe we can waive that problem of Tumah because we're now in a new festival. Amr Idukh, the other one said to him, well, All through the festival, everyone's hand was touching it, including Amr Oritz. And you're saying maybe the rabbis allow you to set it aside for the next festival? Surely the food has already become tummy and cannot be sold, even if you wait till the next festival. So Amr the first one, responded to him, But even during the first festival, everyone's hand was touching it. And nevertheless, we allow the Chavar to continue selling it during the first festival. So why shouldn't we permit the sale during the next festival? Amalei, so the other one said to him, Hachiashta, wait a minute. Is that really a good comparison? Is that a good argument? Bishlamada, Idna, I understand until now in the first festival, even though people have been touching it, the food can still be sold because Tumah Samaritz, Beregel Rachmanatara. On the festival, as we've explained, the Torah expressly tells us that a 
and Amar Aretz, we consider them to be tahor during a festival. But once the festival has passed, the food becomes tame retroactively because it was touched during that first festival by Amar Aretz. Even though that tumor was suspended during the first festival, immediately after it becomes tame, and therefore the chavar would be forbidden to sell it at the next festival. So just to recap, because without this it might get a little bit confusing in a moment, there are two disputes. One is in our Mishnah between two Tanaim, between Rabbi Huda and the Rabbis. In the Mishnah the Rabbis say, Lo yigmar, you cannot finish selling it after the festival. Rabbi Yitzchak Nafchan and Rabbi Ami argue, when the Rabbis say you cannot finish selling it after the festival, do they allow you to wait until the next festival and sell it? Or do they not allow you to sell it on the next festival? When they say lo yigmar, you cannot finish selling it, does that mean forever? Or does it mean until the next festival? So the Gemara says, Nei Shall we say this argument between these two Amoraim, in the opinion of the rabbis, whether you can wait till the next festival and sell it then, shall we say it's also machlokas between Tanoim? Tatani chada yenichen regal acher. One b'risa says that he should set it aside till the next festival and sell it then. Tatani idach, while another b'risa says, Lo yenichen regal acher. He should not set it aside. He cannot set it aside for the next festival. My love, Tanaihi. Shall we not say that this is exactly a mirror argument of Rabbi Yitzchak Nafch and Rabbi Ami? They argued about the opinion of the rabbis, whether the rabbis allow you to wait till the next festival. And this seems to be a mirror image of their argument. The Gemara says, No, this dispute between the Tanaim and these Brises does not revolve around the ruling of the Chachamim at all. Rather, Hadik Yehuda, the first Brisa which says you can set it aside to the next festival, is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, who in our Mishnah said, Yigmar, you can finish selling it. And the opinion in the second Brisa that says he should not set it aside to the next festival reflects the view of the Rabbis who do not allow it to be sold, and that means even on the next festival. But the Brises are not actually arguing about what the Chachamim themselves hold. So the Gemara says, Vatispra, that doesn't make any sense. Can you really say that's the truth? Can the first price really align with the position of Rabbi Yehuda? You just said, Rabbi Yehuda says you can finish selling it. That's what Rabbi Yehuda says now, Mishnah. How does that align with the position in a price that says you can leave it till the next festival? Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda doesn't say you have to wait till the next festival. He says you can finish selling it immediately. He doesn't require you to wait till the next festival. So it's not possible to reconcile the price that we've just read, that you have to leave it till the next festival, with the position of Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah, that you can sell it immediately after the first festival. You don't have to wait till the next festival. So the Gemara says, El or rather, okay, I've got another explanation. How can I align these two prices to say that they're not actually a mirror image of the dispute between Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha and Rabbi Ami? Hadiktani lo yinichena Rabbi Yehuda. Vahadiktani yinichena Rabbanan. The first price which says he, should, he does not set it aside reflects the view of Rabbi Yehuda. And the Brisa, the second one, which says he should set it aside till the next festival, reflects the view of the rabbis. How does that work? When the Brisa says he should not set it aside, it doesn't mean he should not set it aside. It means he doesn't have to set it aside till the next festival. And therefore, this Brisa says you leave it till the next festival, or you do not have to leave it till the next festival, it mirrors the machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and the rabbis in our Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah says, you can finish selling it, aligns to the b'risa that says, Lo you don't have to leave it till the next festival because you can sell it immediately. You don't have to leave it till the next festival. While the b'risa which says, you 
Yenichena, you leave it, that reflects the position of the rabbis who say you're not allowed to sell it immediately. Lo yigmar, you can't sell it immediately after the first festival. But Yenichena, you can leave it till the next festival and sell it on the next festival. And therefore the Gemara has concluded that the two prices here are not necessarily disputing the position of the rabbis, whether the rabbis allow you to leave it to the next festival or not. That would be a mirror image of the Machlokas, the dispute between Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha and Rabbi Ami. Rather... They're actually a mirror image of the dispute between Rabbi Yehuda and the rabbis, where Rabbi Yehuda says you don't have to leave it till the next festival. You can sell it immediately, even straight after the first festival. And the rabbis say, no, you have to leave it till the next festival, because when they say, lo yigmar, you're not allowed to finish, you're not allowed to sell the rest of the barrel, they mean not allowed to sell it until the next festival. But on the next festival, you would be allowed to sell it. So in conclusion, the Gemara holds that Rabbi Yehuda and the rabbis both agree that you would definitely be allowed to sell it on the next festival. And Rabbi Huda says you don't even have to wait until then. You can sell it immediately as well. We're going to hold it for today. I wish you all a very good day.